Welcome to the 167 Podcast, a podcast to inspire, challenge, and encourage you. Our goal is to help you live into the 167 hours of your week away from church. And now your host, Shannon Patterson. Well, hey, Porch community, and welcome to episode 22 of the 167 podcast. My name is Shannon Patterson, the lead pastor of the Porch Community Church right here in Valdosta, Georgia, and I am with my friend, our media pastor, Josh Harrell. Hello, Josh. Hey, Shannon. How's it going? Well, I am I'm going. How are you going? You've been, you've been under the weather. Yeah, I, I had a... Like Sunday afternoon, I started feeling really bad, and I'm not one to check my temperature or anything like that. I'm mm-hmm. just kind of like... Because Kara, your wife tells you you're hot all the time, so... <laughs> yes, she does. <laughs> um, oh. So, get through Sunday morning and just go, man, I'm not feeling well, and I'll just lay down, and then I wake up, and like, when I woke up, Kara was like, dude, you don't look good. No. <laughs> And she's a nurse. I mean, you're still hot now, but you don't look good. Oh, and yeah. she, yeah, yeah. When the nurse tells you you don't look good. Exactly. You, know, you got to do something about it. So I check my temperature and it's like 102.7. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. So. It's, a, it's a radio station, basically. Yeah. yeah. And so I uh, kind of slept, slept it off and then about midday yesterday I f- feel fine. You're so. such a dude. Guys are like, yeah, I slumped it off, and I was, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I do hear these stories that people say of like, um, how like if a guy gets a cold or a flu, that it's like the end of the world. But I will say for my husband, like if I, if something, some little bug, virus, whatever, runs through our house, I will tell you that if it knocks me out for five days, like maybe a stomach bug or something, um, he will, he'll like you know, have gas and sit on the couch for like a couple of hours and then he's done. So I'm like, dang it, that's not fair. No, I was, I was, I was pretty pitiful. Um, but other than that, but other than that, uh, I'm good. You know, yeah. the bad part was I was sick and then Caroline was also sick Mm-mm. and it was Mother's Day. <laughs> Here you and go, Caroline Karen. is how many months old? Eight, almost nine. No. Yeah. I want to be like, and she's three months old. So that, no, she's not. No, wow. she's she's almost nine months old. That's crazy. So Kara had a great Mother's Day taking I'm care sure of her youngest did. daughter <laughs> and her oldest kid, me. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and yeah. It's been going. Stuff's been going around. So I like, mean, it's crud season. It is definitely crud season. So, um, yeah, I had an adventure. I am in the midst of an adventure. Um, this morning. Oh, yeah. You want to hear about my quest? Is it quest for gas? It's a quest for gasoline, for petrol, yes. So, you know, yesterday I hear something about gas shortage. I'm like, yeah, that's horrible. And then my gas light comes on. I'm like, yeah, I should probably get gas. I don't go get gas. And then this morning I'm like, oh, my light says I have 15 miles, so I better get gas. So you're not one of those that went... Oh, there, there's a gas shortage. Let me go get gas. You're like, Mm-mm. oh, I need gas. Let me go get now, gas. Now, I will admit that I heard about the gas shortage, and then I saw some people posting on social, and I thought, I might, maybe I should send my husband to go put <laughs> gas in my car at 1030 at night, but I didn't. So, yeah, today I've looked at three places and no gas. I, I put 30 cents of gas in my car. And that's and just like a And then the pump fume. ran out. Yeah. 
I, they probably just stole 30 cents from me. I probably didn't even get any gas, but. Yeah, did you did you see that picture that Terry Jenkins posted? Mm-mm. Uh, Sam's was like out the parking lot for no. gas last night. Yeah. Wow. Nope. Yeah, so I'm on a quest. So uh, too bad that this isn't a live podcast because then we could tell people to call in and tell me where there's gas. And then you would just sit there and talk on your own while I ran and got gas. But yeah. You know, who um, knows what will who knows what the situation will be by the time this episode airs, but um it, it's weird. It seems like we're in a season of shortages. Oh, we're in a season of shortages. <laughs> We've got all sorts of shortages. I was okay, so the other day, uh a friend of mine just got a pool and um and I was uh saying, Hey, I hope you, did you hear about the chlorine shortage? And they were like, Well, thankfully I have a salt pool and I There's said, a chlorine Oh, well, that's shortage? Good. There is a chlorine tablet shortage. Um, the, I think there's like three major companies in the in the U.S. that make those tablet things or uh-huh. whatever chlorine. And one of them had like a massive fire last year. And then there was this like huge uptick in people putting pools in because of COVID. And oh, yeah, People sure. staring at their backyards for eight months going, hmm. Yep. And... Um, so, yeah, they're trying to keep up. So there's a chlorine shortage. I've heard about a chicken shortage. A chicken shortage? Yeah. No. Have you seen the line of Chick-fil-A? <laughs> I don't know. I there's mean, no chicken shortage. Well, maybe that's why there's a chicken shortage. I they, don't know. Um, if you are listening to this podcast in line at Chick-fil-A, <laughs> please let us know. Well, it's, it's probably because everyone has a fried chicken sandwich. Like there's That's like true. The fr- Everybody. The, the chicken sandwich wars. So Let me get this straight. Yeah. Before Popeyes came out with their chicken sandwich, did anyone? everybody still had a chicken sandwich? I know. What's the deal? With I don't the... know. I... I don't know. It's a like thing. I get they're trying to like Popeyes. Big thing was they were competing with Chick Fil A. I don't understand. But what's the difference between that chicken sandwich and the chicken sandwich they had the day before? I, nothing. Advertising, marketing. I, that, so, that's what I can't fig- yeah. figure out. So yeah, I heard chicken. I heard chlorine. I've heard computer chips and i don't really know why there's a shortage of them or is it because of china are a lot of them produced in china there's a lot of reasons and i don't really know off the top of my head Mm. so i'm gonna talk about it and google at the same time i want to say at some point i heard that a lot of the chips are made in china and that well during covid they weren't it's not just a chip it's a it's the super chips right there's a shortage of and so, then just probably just about everything we own now has some kind of chip in it. So then that increases. So yeah, so, I don't know. Well, so one of the big things is it's a, it's the semiconductors that are in these chips used. And like car manufacturers can't get them. Oh. And the, the two biggest users of them right now that can't get them are the uh, car manufacturers and the video game industry. Oh. So like the new Xbox and the PlayStation Five that mm-hmm. come out in the last year, they're super hard to find because they're getting tiny batches of these chips when they're available. Oh, and then some people have been waiting on like a twenty twenty one truck since early twenty twenty. Oh, yeah, like they haven't they haven't wow. been rolling them. That's why, like you look at these car dealerships, um, even though that the like China is back open. Mm-hmm. And all these other places are back open. They're, the car dealerships are still empty. Yeah, the inventory looks really because small. the new yeah. chip, like the chips, haven't been able. They haven't been able to produce the cars. Wow. 
Well, maybe that's why I get phone calls about my car's warranty and the opportunity to trade my car in. No, they, yeah, they want to buy your car. <laughs> I know they do. Yeah. Well, hey, if they will fill my car up, um, maybe I'll trade it in. Now, then, I do I'm have, just kidding. <laughs> I have a buddy that is a car dealer in Tifton, mm-hmm. and he was actually going, hey, I will, if, if you were thinking about trading your car in anyway. No way. All of our cars have full tanks. We'll just swap it. <laughs> I mean, has it come to this? Has I, it come to this? In the panic <laughs> pandemic mentality, uh, yes. Uh, it's like we've had a pandemic, but now we've had a panic emic. I don't know. If a panic pandemic. I don't know if that's the word, but yeah. So chicken, chlorine. Of course, we talked about gas. Did you know that there was a ketchup? There was a ketchup shortage uh, because of Adeline. Is it because of your daughter? <laughs> Well, listen, if there's a chicken shortage, there's a ketchup shortage. I mean, they go hand they, in hand. They do. So, um, but yeah, they're supposed to be, it's, and it's not just, ke- it's like the packets of the Oh, it's ketchup. the packets. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, and I guess, I think it came with, you remember in the early, in the time of the pandemic when, like, if, even if you did go into a store or a restaurant, like to grab like a to-go order, like mm-hmm. you could go in and get it and leave. Yeah. Like there was no condiments. Like you couldn't get like salt and pepper. You couldn't get you and know, see, ketchup. I just, and I just assumed that was because so many more people were getting stuff to go. Mm-hmm. And they were using like the single use stuff that yeah. they, they just were running out. Because not necessarily a shortage. Just yep. they weren't ready for the demand. I guess that yep. is a shortage. But I don't see it as like they were producing as many as they could and it just quit. Oh, well, no, and I, but I mean, you can, I'm reading something right here, and it does say that even traditional restaurants jumped into purchasing mm-hmm. those kinds of to-go things because yeah. they were also doing, so. I don't know, and of course, I don't think anyone needs to be told that there's a lumber shortage, which, again, it's like, have they driven around South Georgia? Because it seems like there's plenty of lumber, but I don't know anything about lumber, so I know the trees have to mature and whatever and the stuff well, and the things. And when I'm driving to these proms, I'm driving past all these lumber yards in the middle of the state. Do you just hang out at proms? That sounds kind of sketchy. Yeah, I do. Okay. Sometimes I play music, sometimes I don't. <laughs> he is a DJ, by yeah, the way. Yeah, I, I DJ a lot of proms. <laughs> but um, in the middle of the state, they have all these like lumber yards, mm-hmm. and they are full. So I don't know what they're talking like. I don't I, know. I guess if pine isn't the wood of choice, sure. You know, but I think you you said something to get us on this topic that is the word panic. Mm-hmm. And the fact that it's like we freak out. And I was just reading an article about gas. And, like, I was trying to understand why we would have a gas shortage. Because I'm not a big news watcher or anything. So I didn't know. And um, I guess it has something to do with uh, some sort of cyber attack. Yeah. Yeah, and the pipeline and delivery, and I don't know. And anyway, and so I'm like, and one of the experts was recommending that you only, you just get, like, if if you do find gasoline, just put enough in your tank that you know you'll need for the foreseeable future to kind of get around town. And I'm thinking, every joker that finds a place with gas is topping their tank off. Well, see, that's fine in places like cities. Yeah. You, you might drive five miles a day. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But in a place like this, I drive 15 True. to work and home, sometimes twice a day. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I'm sitting here right now going, I'm, Mallory might have to hoof it home. I don't know. 
<laughs> now, now, see, with everyone going and running to get gas, it makes me worried about st- stuff like police cars and ambulances. I'm sure they have a reserve. I would I, hope so. I think so. ambulances run on diesel. But, I mean, yeah. like that's the kind of stuff, if, if we're running to have our piece of the pie, Yeah. What, what are we doing for the common good? Well, and I will tell you, and this, I know we're... <laughs> Our devoted listeners are going, are y'all going to talk about God, please? Like, I don't want, but I will say, let me say this, like whenever you watch this kind of TV shows and movies or whatever of like when the world crashes upon us, you know, and everything's done and, um, and you know, people kind of, they kind of get primal real quick. Yeah. Um, you know, some, some are like, oh, that's just, that's just TV. That's just movie. That's just make believe. Like people wouldn't really devolve to that level. And I'm like, did you see the empty shelves of toilet paper last year? Like, did you see the, you know, have you seen what happens on, um, Black Friday? You know, (laughs) like, have you seen how people act when they think that they can't get what they want? Is I, it might be a default setting on us now because, mm-hmm. like, the gas shortage started yesterday. Yeah. And then I'm seeing a thing that says, well, people are storming the stores to buy toilet paper again. Yeah. Like, oh, we're running out of gas. I better go get some well, toilet paper. Well, there's supposed to be a pulp shortage. And <laughs> I was reading that, too. So who knows? And steel is supposed to be one and metals, other metals. And so I don't even know, Josh. Have I you ever noticed know. on these post-apocalyptic movies or the ones that are going to post-apocalyptic mm-hmm. there's always this homeless guy that says the year the, the lord the, is coming the, the end is near the end is near why does he always gotta look like a crazy guy <laughs> well i don't know i don't know he's it's like john the baptist like everyone was probably like he's just walking around tell us the end is near he's then, out there eating locusts and he's like oh no he knew it was up and then so. he might morph into morgan freeman he might not <laughs> Oh my goodness. So yeah. Um, but panic and why are, you know, I think there's something about how we choose to respond and, and I, and this might be, people might think I'm making a ginormous leap here, but I'm really not. Cause I was thinking about this this morning is, um, cause when you talk about like when the world seems to be shutting down or things seem to be on shortages and how people respond and react, um, I understand the mentality of, I want to take care of my family. I get that completely. Mm-hmm. But I do wonder um, how much we stop and think about others in the process of panic. I, I don't know if that's the right question. Um, but like, you know, because like the expert guy was saying, hey, just, you know, if you might have a 22-gallon tank. Don't get 22 gallons. Get 10. You know, and I'm like, mm, is that going to happen? Or am I going to go ahead and put another 12 in, you know, in my tank? Am I going to, you know, or am I going to leave 12 or for the person that's waiting in line behind me? Or it's a are challenge. You, or are you watching the guy that's getting the 20, the big truck uh-huh. and judging him because he's filling oh, up? Oh, I'm totally judging him, yeah. For, and I'm not fact, saying that's okay. I'm just for the saying. fact that he's got to drive 30, uh-huh. 30 miles back to his right, farm. Right, I don't know where he lives. Right, Exactly. And yeah. then he's got to use that gas to put food on his I table. I know, I know. I just, I don't know. I think when we think about panic and, and how it is that we respond to things that um, as believers, as people who follow Jesus, you know, we've been talking about doxy-praxy 
in this series, you know, that our beliefs determine our behaviors. And I can't think of a better, well, I can think of a lot of, but this is an opportunity um, for how we react and how we respond mm-hmm. um, to all those kinds of things going on around us, you know? Um, like, how? what's our attitude of it? Is it, I'm just going to get mine and, you know, get yeah. home or... Am I thinking bigger than that? Does that make sense? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, panic is easily a tool of the devil. For sure. And his instrument in 2021 is media. (laughs) And I have a media degree. Oh, yeah, you're right. I mean, it would be one thing if if the media were telling a straight down the, like, straight down the pipe story. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't matter which way you lean politically. You can find the extreme conservative and the extreme liberal mm-hmm. news outlet, and there's nothing in between. And they are taught in school how to <laughs> tell the story that, that their bias that they can't get rid of mm-hmm. wants them to tell. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, it's just whether we agree with what they're saying or not, it's so extreme that it, it induces these moments of panic that's very true because let's say we agree with what we agree politically with what this side's saying well it causes the people that don't necessarily agree with us to start to panic mm-hmm. and it and it starts as like oh no an imbalance kind of thing well yeah and it's just the whole you know what's the best sound bite what's yep. the best hey we're gonna throw this hook out here and then we're gonna go to commercial and we'll be right back you know or and it's not even that anymore no <laughs> <laughs> what makes them click? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. Exactly. What? what how many times can I get them to? What one sentence can I make them click? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's all I care about. And I'm a sucker for those sometimes. And oh, I, me too. as I'm totally. clicking, I'm like, this, they're totally trying to get me to click this click. It's like I don't know. Like I feel like I'm in a lab sometimes, and I'm just a. And I and I know people in the news, and like I know, I have friends that work in the news industry, and I know they're not all like that. But it's when it when it comes down to the bottom dollar about what their advertisers and all that kind of stuff, whether their hearts are in the right place or not, they're just part of they're just a cog in a machine. Yep, it's it's a machine. Oh well, I'm glad we solved all that. <laughs> solved all the world problems. So, um, you want to shift gears a little bit? Do we want to? Yeah, let's yeah, do that. Yeah. Um, did you have any, did you have anything you were going to add in about panic or were you, did you, I know you'd mentioned something, but if I was going to find some stuff. Okay. Gotcha. Well, so (laughs) on this Sunday in week five of our doxypraxy, um, series, we talked, um, again, more, you think, hang on, am I listening to the same podcast? Because John just keeps hitting, as we're studying First John, he just keeps pressing in on how we are to love one another. And right. not just, hey, guys, love each other, but it's like, no, no. If you're a follower of Jesus, this is, this is, how, this is how this will be known. This, it'll play out in your life. And so he talked about that, and I shared a couple of stories, uh, or a, a story, my, my journey of faith story. And... Um, I didn't get to a couple of things that I wanted to mention just for time purposes. Um, and I think this is a, I do want to share this because I know that sometimes I, um, uh, 
the, it's the way I learn. So it's, it ends up being often the way I teach is kind of like a, here's kind of a hard hitting question and to ask ourselves, you know, to kind of look inward and, and, and go, Ooh, like, is this for me? God, and ouch, that hurts a little bit, but for my good, you know? Yeah. So in, in my notes for Sunday, I, I had a, a section that I wanted to mention where, and I even wrote on my notes, um, I, I wrote, here's where it gets wildly personal, which I know probably puts some people immediately on their heels because they're like, oh, great. And then I said, and for once, it's in a beautiful, feel-good kind of way, not my normal, this will hurt first, but be good later kind of way. <laughs> um, and it's this, and Josh, did you know that Jesus specifically prayed for you to be able to love other people? Mm. I mean, it's like one of those where you go, I, I don't know if I knew that, but I kind of, like. You know, you go, well, yeah, because he prayed for everybody, but then, mm-hmm. you, then you go, no. Well, but here, here's, and this is why I say that, because I'm with you, I'm tracking yeah, yeah. with you. Jesus is God. Right. And so is it possible, probable, likely, that when Jesus prayed a prayer, we're going to... Well, here's the prayer. In John chapter 17, the Gospel of John, verse 20, he's praying, and it says, My prayer is not for them, talking about the disciples. My prayer is not for them alone. I pray also for those who will believe in me through their message. And then those who believe in me, if you're a follower of Jesus, he's talking about you. Now, going back to who Jesus is and his deity, Mm -hmm. is it possible that your name was on his heart, that like your you was recalled in his mind as he prayed that prayer? You know, that makes you feel about (laughs) two inches tall. Yeah, but I mean, it's like, oh, like, did he, and he, I'm I'm not going to put, like, constraints on that. Like, I believe that, that God knew that Jesus, you know, in that moment, I mean, oh my goodness, I pray for them. And so I, I pray for those who will believe in me through the message of the disciples. Yep. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. And his prayer is that they would may they may be one. Father, just as you are in me and I am in you, may they also be in us so that so here comes the the orthopraxy. So it's not just that they believe and but that they will they also will be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. So Jesus is praying that it be in our relationship with God and with Jesus Christ that the world would see him and go, wow, you've sent Jesus. Uh-huh. So like, I mean, this right here is the, this is our purpose as a follower of Jesus. Right. Um, verse 22 of John 17, he says, I have given them the glory that you gave me, that they may be one as we are one, I and them and you and me, so that they may be brought to complete unity. And then he says it again, then the world will know that you sent me and have loved them even as you have loved me. That's just powerful. I mean, that is our purpose. There's the, if you believe, then we should live this out. We love one another. And in that, in so doing, people will 
find God. And I shared my personal story mm-hmm. um, on Sunday. I encourage you guys to go back and listen uh, to uh, week five of, of our Doxypraxy series or watch it on, on our YouTube channel or Facebook and check it out. But um, And that's just amazing to me because let's think about this, Josh. Like, Of all the ways that the God of the universe who created everything, how he could have equipped us to reveal to the world that we're his followers, right? Infinite ways. I mean, like it could have been so many different things. Like maybe like a big beam of light just comes out of your forehead or something. Every time you say the word Jesus, you know, like boom, like, yeah. (laughs) Or, or maybe we, you know, like levitate or something when we pray, right? People are like, oh, wow, that's a Jesus follower. Right. You know, like, I mean, really like there are so many ways that this could have been manifest. Um, but he didn't do that. So many ways he could have chosen to display who were his disciples. And this is the way that he chose our love for one another. Mm -hmm. Wow. Jesus says it's our love for one another. So the way we treat each other, the way we speak to each other, the way we encourage and sacrifice, the way we laugh and cry with each other, like the way we love each other. And this isn't just how they will know or believe that we're his disciples, but this is how they will believe that Jesus is God. That's the prayer that Jesus just prayed. Yeah. That they will know that the world may believe that you have sent me. That is um, serious responsibility. Yep. Um, and, you know, just as much as you and I right now could, you know, Google, you know, what's going on with the shortage, it wouldn't take but a couple of clicks for us to look at, um, you know, atrocities and moral failures of Christians. Well, yeah. And we'd be able to, and, and it's because they're human beings and they're not perfect, but like it is our love for one another that shows the world. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know, that's just, it's just so, that's so big to me. It's so profound to me. I don't know. Maybe, what are you thinking? Maybe there's a season of panic because our love for one another, our love for one another has been in a shortage. Ah. Oh. You know? Bring it all back around and kind of make it a little bit cheesy. <laughs> yeah. But, no, I mean, it's not cheesy. I, I Yeah. Yeah. Be, I mean, that makes sense, like, because it's it's weird because the part of the country we're in, mm-hmm. you know, the pandemic never got awful, right? Like, we're not New York or California. Right. Some of, some of this area is making some of the most money it's ever done. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and some of the stuff is in a shortage because we've just been buying it and we've had the money, and we're thinking about ourselves. Yeah, yeah. In- instead of thinking about other people. Mm. Yeah, you you talk about that shortage. It makes things like it. It makes you think about how. Um, are there people that are? They, yeah, they have like a. They've had a shortage of. Of God's presence, of His love, yeah. of evidence of it, of. Mm-hmm. Of, um, and that are we, you know, what's my part to play in that? Like, am I withholding that? Am I not doing my role in that? And, um, I just, I keep going back to the last couple of weeks and it keeps popping up. It's going to pop up again. Um, uh, the next time I share a message, but just about 
the the need for us to mature as believers mm-hmm. because in that maturity we will know better how to respond to people and to treat people and to love one another and to look to the interests of others instead of just looking out for ourselves and right. just running to the store and topping off our tank and buying the jumbo rolls of toilet paper and making sure we have all the ketchup that we need, like that we actually are looking out for the needs of others. Yeah. And um, we're gonna we're gonna be talking about that in the next uh, coming weeks. Um, and and honestly, we should be the sense of calm mm. in a storm of panic. Yep. And we and we should be able to go up to these people that are uh, panicking and freaking mm-hmm. out and go, "It's gonna be okay." Yeah. Yeah. God has got this. Yeah. But but we join in the storm. We join in the storm. We and sometimes we perpetuate it even worse than yeah than others because we like to bicker. Mm, yeah, and gossip. Yeah. Yeah, we're awesome. Yeah, we are. Christians are fantastic. So. Well, people are fantastic. Christians <laughs> should be fantastic. Jesus is fantastic. Yes. Jesus followers have an opportunity to to try to live into that as well, but. My goodness gracious. Um, I say in the next couple of weeks we'll be talking about this because we are going to, we're not hitting pause this Sunday um, because I do know uh, Justin Crenshaw, our student and worship pastor, is going to be bringing. Uh, this coming week is a perfect example for actually. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, we're celebrating our high school graduates. Celebrating and loving on them. And, um, and so he's going to share a word about, you know, how do they. You know, kind of, he's giving a word to to the students, but it really, it's going to be it. It is an applicable word for everybody about what are you going to take with you in, as you go into college, as you go into some. We got some that are going to the military or into jobs. Like, what are you going to take with you that sh- proves to the world that you are a follower of Jesus? And so that is the praxy. Um, so we're not hitting pause. It'll just be a little bit slightly different. Um, format for the day. And then the best thing is, is we're going to hear from a couple of our students. Yeah. Um, and to hear, uh, just, you know, what's on their heart. And so I always, I look forward to that. And so it'll be a good Sunday. Um, and then we've got, so we're going to, we're going to wrap this series up on May 30th. So we're going to carry this series, Doxypraxy through to the end of May. And, um, and then in June we we're going, we're starting a new series, which I'm very excited about. I'm excited um, too. Yeah. Do we want to start sharing that or we want to hold it a little I bit I said longer? the name last week. You did. He said the name. I don't know if you picked up on it, but we're going to be, our summer series is called Something in the Water. And so we're going to be uh, talking about, um, well, just different stories throughout scriptures and and the significance that water has played in those moments. And the cool thing is... Water love, to wine. Yeah. Oh, hey. Yeah, I forgot about that one. See? <laughs> You'd think I would remember that, but yeah. Um, so over the course of the summer, we'll have a couple of little special moments throughout the um, summer. Like, um, you know, we've got our Vacation Bible School that's going to be going on uh, June 21st to the 25th. It's going right. to be awesome. Um our kids pastor Kristen has been working on that a lot. And um, hey, if you're a listener, and you want to help, let us know. You can Who? you can email Kristen at Kristen at theporchcc.com. Uh, but it's for preschool age up to fifth grade, and um, it's going to be great. And yeah. and and not to give put her on blast on this podcast, but she's probably the one staff member that probably gets 
least recognized out of any of us. She does. And she yeah. works so hard she to does. get everything she does done. And she does. she's incredible. Yeah. And um, she, I mean, in me, you know, Justin has a dual role with his, with worship and then his, his role as a student pastor with our high school and college and, you know, overseeing our middle school. Right. Yeah. Um, but I think those go, uh, they, they fit a little more uh, nicely together, I yes. guess you could say, yes. where Kristen has to do a serious gear shift because not only is she our kids pastor, but she's also our administrator. So several days a week, she's very, it's like, you know, very like, you know, Kids and Jesus taxes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, popsicles, um, paying fees, you know, like or whatever. So she does do a gear shift, and uh, it's funny because she's like, "Please, please don't like." She'll tell people like, "Hey, I know you might need that that um, copy of that your giving statement, but maybe don't ask me on Sunday morning in the middle of my teaching lesson with the five year olds." So you know, it's funny, but yeah. uh, <laughs> I don't know and if it, anyone's it, actually done it's that. It's so but. funny. It's like sometimes um, they'll talk about financials, and she'll go, "But I'm building a kaleidoscope." <laughs> And, I do and, financials on Mondays and Tuesdays. And neither is less important. <laughs> no, they aren't. Exa- they aren't. And, but she takes them both so seriously. She, she does. just does an amazing does. job. This VBS is going to be fantastic. I'm super excited. i got some really cool little things lined up. So I don't know exactly my role yet, but I'm like, I want to do something. So mm-hmm. And I don't want to just like float around. But anyway, so yeah, we've got our Vacation Bible School, June 20th through 25th, or 21st through the 25th, excuse me. Um, and that same exact week, our middle schoolers dun, dun, dun. are doing their local missions. So they're going to, this was the plan last year, but COVID. COVID. So um, our middle school students are going to be here for a mission trip. They're going to stay here at the church. They're going to be here all week. Um, and they're going to be helping with the VBS that we're doing here in the morning. And then uh, they are partnering, we're partnering with uh, the Boys and Girls Club. And they're going to be sending out um, every afternoon kids that our students are going to be able to buddy up with and do a another uh, VBS of some sort, maybe the same thing or similar. Or whatever. That's so cool. And then they're going to be doing a lot of other things as well, um, just like local community focused um, missions. So, and of course, our high school students are heading to New Orleans uh, towards the end of June. And this uh, is their fourth or fifth time yeah. going. Like well, we, have, we have a strong presence in yeah. New Orleans. Yeah. I mean, when I was doing student ministry, yeah, this is a, yeah, we, we've. We've sent teams to New Orleans for many, many, many years. Um, so, but yeah, this is, uh, yeah, it, it's a lot. So we're doing that. But with the Something in the Water series, um, we're going to be looking at different stories from Scripture. But I love our kickoff to it on June 6th, right? Right. So um, that's the first Sunday of the series. We're going to have a fun day because we're going to do something we haven't done here before, Um which is that's it seems like that's the norm to do something. Well, we we've done. only been here during the series. We'll celebrate our second anniversary, so it's not like we've been oh, here that's forever. True. That's true. Yeah, that is true. But so, so we're starting out. You know, we're gonna have one service that day, right? At ten thirty. So our nine thirty people sleep in. Yeah, there you go. Our nine thirty people just come an hour later, and our eleven o'clock people just come thirty minutes earlier. So, but we're making it at ten thirty so that everyone has to come to a new time. Hopefully, that won't mess people up. Um, but we're going to start indoors and have worship and teaching and the wonderful air conditioning that the Lord has provided. 
And Amen. then we're going to shift outside and we're going to have some baptisms outside. We've got a baptismal uh, setup that we're going to have and we're going to do some baptisms outside, which is going to be cool. And then we've got some water slides and um, slip and slide and we're going to do a cookout, hot dogs and all the good stuff that our friend Randy DeCoudre um, is going to be providing for us, and it's just going to be a fun day. So we're going to start indoors and then shift outdoors and have this great uh, time together, kicking off something in the water. And, of course, you can't beat baptism as something in the water. Nope. So if you are listening and baptism is something that has been on your heart, we've had a lot of baptisms lately. Mm. Maybe you've been in worship or you've watched online and you've seen it and you thought, you know, I really I would, I want to be baptized, you know. Um would you let us know? Email me, shannon at theporchcc.com. I would love to talk to you about that and kind of see where you are and what's going on in your faith journey. And we'd love to visit with you and and, and talk about baptism and what it signifies and what it means. Um, it is such a beautiful representation of the grace of God working in our lives. And so I love every single opportunity we have. Um and I would say with that, Josh, and I don't know if this is the time to do this, but I'm doing it, so I guess you'll have to edit it out later if you don't like it. Um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> uh, he has that power. Um, is you know, We've had so many baptisms lately right. that one of the things we've talked about just um, you know, for, for planning purposes is to start doing, I think it needs, it's probably going to be more than quarterly, but at the minimum... Quarterly, quarterly baptism Sundays so that we could have multiple baptisms. Um, and so we're going to, we're kind of promoting June 6th as, Hey, if you're interested in baptism, this is going to be an opportunity. And then our next one we'll, we'll do sometime in August. Yeah. Um, probably, uh, late August is when we'll do the next one or mid, mid to late August. Probably like a D now catch, uh, baptism catch up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like probably everybody that wants to yeah, get baptized with D now. Yeah, I'm thinking like maybe the the third week of August or something like that. We'll we will do um, a, a another baptism Sunday. But what a what a great opportunity and and, and to celebrate that. Oh mm. my goodness, I just love it. I love it. Now, okay, so I grew up in a Baptist church, mm-hmm. and um, Baptist baptize. By immersion, yep, a lot. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I think only. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, unless the person can't do it. Ah. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. So like, makes yeah, sense. Yeah. Like um, if they have like a, a an inability to be able to get into the mm-hmm. tub or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, is can you uh, allude into why baptism has been so strong? Mm-hmm. recently mm. and yeah. the importance of it? Sure. Well, the first thing you mentioned is the term that would be like the mode of baptism, whether it's immersion And I'm not or necessarily sprinkling. talking about uh, yeah. mode yeah. because it's, it seems like we're having more baptisms here yes. than, In general. than most Methodist churches I'm aware of. <laughs> yes, very true. And um, that's just an observation. Mm-hmm. It's not calling. Yeah. Well, I think, honestly, I think one of the big reasons that we have seen so many baptisms is because when we were able to move onto this campus that was already here and already built and everything in um, in June of 2019, 
there was a baptismal mm-hmm. Here. front and center. Right. And I actually had some people, like when we first got possession of the property and we were doing some renovations, people were like, are you going to take the, are you going to take that out? And I was like, heck no, we're not going to take that out. Are you kidding me? You know, because it's not the norm, like you right. said, uh, in the Methodist church to have a baptismal, uh, you know, where immersion could take place. And so I think just the prominence of it, the visibility of it, actually, it, it, you know, like anything, I think it makes people wonder and think and, and ask questions. And then because we um, have made sure that our baptisms are so central to a worship service, right. that that's important. But then also I would say that... I'm obviously by because we've been doing so many immersion baptisms. Um, these are people who have had um, they're older, whether it's you know uh, older you know grade school or and mm-hmm. up. Yep. Um, that these are people who have had that have expressed their belief, mm-hmm. and so therefore they have come to the 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 baptism as someone who has said yes to Jesus. And that's a powerful witness and a powerful testimony. Right. Um, and to see people that are in there and, and you know, to see the, the joy on their face. You know, sometimes it's trepidation and then joy because um, they're kind of nervous. You know, there's so many times we're standing there in the wings uh, mm-hmm. waiting for, like, the worship song to end before uh, I enter into the tub with the person being baptized. And oh, I'm like, nervous all the time. They're like, I'm Is so that... nervous, I'm so nervous. Yeah. And so I'm praying and... It's really cool. A couple of weeks ago, I got to baptize a young man named Caleb Pike, right. who actually is one of our graduates. Yeah, and he's about to go into the Marine Corps. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So, um, and God has just gotten a hold of this young man, and he was so nervous standing up there. But here's the cool thing: I don't even remember what worship song was going on, but he and I were full on just singing at the top of our lungs back there <laughs> in that little up there at the top of the stairs before you go down into the baptismal. And just, we were just having a worship session. You know, it was like, I don't know who, who or else was, what was going on in the main auditorium, but he and I were worshiping and it was just so cool. And then of course his response afterwards, like he hugged me like I hadn't been hugged in a long, long, long time. I mean. Man, that, that brought yeah. like tears of joy to my face. Yeah. yeah. Um, some, so cool. some of our, some of the favorite, my favorite pictures that either we have on the campus or mm-hmm. on our Facebook page mm-hmm. are from that baptismal. Yeah. And just. That I don't know if you can find a more true mm-hmm. sense of joy than than you that and that moment. person coming up that, out of the water mm-hmm. in that water. Yeah, it's beautiful. So I don't know if I've answered your question, but I think the prominence of it. I think because we've had a lot of people that have you know stood there as as believers and said, "I want to be baptized." Um, I just think it has it's it's, it's a witness. You know yeah. that praxy, that orthopraxy, has an effect on people. So and we have. Um, had uh, some infant baptisms as well. Yep. Um, and, uh, but, you know, just, I will say just, you know, from a personal level, I mean, baptism is beautiful. There, And I say this every time, there is nothing about the water that does, it is a representation of the grace of God, of a, it is an outward symbol of an inward grace. Mm-hmm. Um and and so the water doesn't save us. Um, the amount of water doesn't save us. Um, the color of the water didn't save us because the water we have in ours seems to be a little green. Yeah, but apparently we need to do some repairs. Yeah, <laughs> but it's it's fine. It's safe, really. I promise. Um, and um, 
but but I I really I I love the opportunity mm-hmm. um, to go into the baptismal with another person and, and even be a part if it of means that. you walk off the stage and you run to get changed. I do. I, I've gotten pretty good at the quick change. I will say whether because <laughs> sometimes the baptism is before I preach and sometimes it's after, and I have a quick turnaround. But you know, it's it's okay. I'll do it. I'll do it uh, as much as I need to. Um, but. Uh, I don't know where we went on that tangent, but yeah, something in the water. So we're starting this series June 6th and starting with the baptisms and, uh, and a great fun kind of outdoor day. You know, we're, that's another reason we're starting at 1030 on June 6th is because it'll allow people to hang out, let the kids go on the water slides, eat some hot dogs, stand around, you know, bring your, bring your bag chairs or camp chairs or whatever you call them, the chairs that you bring. And, um, and we'll have a good day. So you know, dress wear wear your shorts. You yeah. Know, wear your wear your um. Wear your bathing suit. Well, well. If you're going on the slide. I mean, yeah, but if you want to wear something over it, you know, beforehand, like we really don't need to well, see I guess, your guys, competitive speedo, um, in the tech tu- booth. It's a tuxedo speedo. It's classy. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well. Anyway. Um. Yeah. <laughs> so. But yeah, dress for a great day, and it's going to be super fun. So looking forward to it. So the whole summer, I'm looking forward to just the different messages we're going to be doing. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's we've got a good summer. You know, we've got our we've got this whiteboard in our office that's where the staff where we meet, and um, it's full. Yeah. We got a lot um, a lot of opportunities coming up. I remember when I started working full time at the church, mm-hmm. and I I remember. Um, I don't remember who said it, but they said, spring's busy, but when we get to summer, we can we can relax. Nothing really goes on during the summer. <laughs> and I think within a year of that, we, like... That we, changed. That changed to where yeah. summer it, it is just as busy, if not more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the opportunity to, to do some things that we can't do otherwise are, are there for us. And, and then just, you know, the opportunity for our students to engage in missions and in our vacation Bible school, and they're going to be doing a mission project. Um, you know, I just think just the opportunities there just to be together. Um, especially, you know, even, even though we're here in May and, and in many ways we're kind of, you know, kind of back to, you know, a regular routine. Yeah. Um, you know, I you know, still, I just think this summer and hopefully in August, we're just going to kind of start to sense even a more just, I, I don't know the word I'm looking for, but just feeling even more together. Yeah. You know, just kind of just feeling more together. And so I'm looking forward to yeah, that. Some, some people say going back to normal. I don't want to go back to where we were. No. I no, picked no. up a I lot of great f- things. Yeah, that's right. Right. Um, Like. The time, the six months where Adeline, uh, Caroline mm-hmm. wasn't born yet, so yeah. But the, the six months Adeline wasn't in daycare, mm-hmm. it was just me and her. Yeah, and our relationship grew leaps and bounds. Yeah, like I don't want to go back to. I'm so busy. Sh- right. I might not see you her. See her an hour and a half, maybe a yeah. day. Yeah, I don't want to go back to that. Yeah, no. I want to go back to this n- new. I want to see what this what what God's going to do on the other side mm-hmm. of how we, how we not to go back to our connections. But mm-hmm. connect in a new way. Yeah. To yeah. maybe some of the same people, but hopefully to new people. Right. And that's why I feel like God has really impressed on my heart to to be doing this study in First John and to be talking about loving one another with this huge emphasis on us being more spiritually mature, 
because I think the opportunity for the church to be present um, in everyday life, I mean, it's always been there, but hopefully people see it more. Um, And that, that we just, you know, we talk about this a lot. We don't, we want to be contributors, not consumers. Right. And um, I do think, um, you know, we're going to see the church, capital C church, um, in many ways moving forward, being made up much more of contributors than hopefully it's ever been. Yep. Because I think um, those who might be in the consumer mentality, like I'm just going to show up and give mm-hmm. me a nice message and some and some pleasant music, um, are going to, you know, and then it's like, well, or, or I'll just watch it online, you know. Yeah. Um, that, you know, and, and I don't, that sounds, gosh, I don't want to sound judgy because the Lord loves those people. Um, but the opportunity to be contributors and to be serving and to do things in the name of Jesus and f- for his kingdom are are there. And I want us to grab a hold of it. And those who are spiritually mature and um, are going to be able to do that. Um one of the things uh, I did want to mention real quick before we before we say bye to our friends, uh, if you happen to be, uh, I hope that you are. If not, I keep always saying our email address. But um, if you don't get our community news yep. that comes out on Saturdays usually. Saturdays usually. Sometimes let, Friday if it's If we have special. something coming out on, like if we're doing something on Saturday. It'll mm-hmm. come out on Friday. Yeah, there you go. Um, if you don't get our community news, you can go to our website, theporchcc.com, and the first thing you'll see pop up is an opportunity to Sign make up. sure we have your email for our community news. So please please do that because uh, – and then, of course, we also post this stuff and social. social. So, yeah. But, um, it, you know, it's funny because for a while it was kind of like, People were kind of, you know, poo-pooing um, email, like, oh, that's going to be so over, I was like the of... old school yellow pages. But now it is, it is back it's as back a hard. Yeah, and it's like, I don't know. I, I'm glad though because I never went away from it. And well, I'm as volatile always... as social has gotten, yep, people reverted back right. to email. Right, and it's like, here, I'm going to send an email about this. So anyway. Um, in our community news this past week, I sent something out, uh, and uh, I think you will see it in social here in the next... You saw it Tuesday. Did it? Okay, gotcha. It came out Tuesday. Um, but I was just sharing about our uh, how we participate in the life of the church through our giving, because, you know, I think our giving matters. And talk about mature Christians, like... If we're a consumer or a contributor, um, there are so many things, and I, I don't know if I don't want to rehash the whole the whole um, email, the whole thing that I wrote. But, no, no, no. But um, I just think that for a lot of us, and, and I even said this in my my letter, was like I want to do a better job of letting you know because there are so many things that happen because people give because people give regularly, because they give faithfully, then we're able to partner with um, some organizations in our community that we that we were very intentional about partnering with during COVID lockdown. Right. Yeah. Because, you know, I had people going, what is the church going to do? And I'm like, well, the church can't do anything right now. We can't even meet together. The, la- the last thing we can do is we can't send a group of people out to go somewhere. So They don't want them. Right. So we, like, immediately identified some, some organizations that had 
boots on the ground who were already in the midst of doing ministry and were able to keep going. And we said, we're going to one financially support them. Like we're going to make sure. And so we took a, t- we took a 10% of all that came in during the lockdown and we distributed that out to three organizations. And then we said, and we are going to then, as soon as we're able physically be present with these organizations. And so we've been able to do that with Called to Care, which is a foster care support ministry, uh, Living Bridges. We have a really good relationship with them who help people and try and really help lift them up out of the uh, the cycle of poverty. The Mailbox Club, which does, I mean, it gets the word of God, prints millions of lessons a year with the word of God and the plan of salvation and discipleship and hundreds of thousands of children and adults mm-hmm. um, say yes to Jesus every year because of it. So we're like, yeah, let's partner with him. And that all comes from the way that our people give. Right. Um, but then beyond that, like we're able to host things here on our campus. We've got like an AAU basketball team that's been practicing here. And I love this because a couple of guys decided to pour into some young men who don't have a father figure in their life. Uh, that come from you know uh, from uh, impoverished background, and they're like, hey, we want to we're we're like committed to to pouring into these young men and yep. helping them out. So they're like, can we use your courts, your basketball court out out there? And we're like, heck yes, you can. You mm-hmm. know, like just allow these things to happen. And so and all that stuff happens because of the way people give, right? Like. We get we keep the grounds mowed, and we um, you know we're gonna do a couple of repairs to the basketball court so yep. it's a little safer. Um, you know we keep the lights on and the water running and all those things because people give and and the VBS I just talked about like that doesn't happen like you know I mean it costs money to right. to to put on a vacation like. That's where our giving comes from. Um, the opportunity to send our kids on mission, yes, they have to raise some of their money, but, but yeah. there's so many costs associated that we don't put on, on the, the students. students. Correct. And that comes from our giving. Yep. And um, the opportunity to do a podcast, it comes yeah. from giving. And there's just so many things in that. And I want to help um, our church see that and understand that more. Um, and I would even say beyond just, hey, yeah, thank you for giving, but like, regular giving is, is something that really helps <laughs> talking about Kristen and her role as administrator, but you know, paying the bills and all that stuff. But you know, I made it, Drew and I made a decision years ago. Um, and it, I will say it was a little bit out of convenience. I'll be honest, but we just set up automated giving. So like somewhere in that first week of the month, um, we do our giving, it goes out like whether, whether I'm sick at home and I can't be there, which I'm usually here, but come on. Um, whether we're happen to be on the, you know, the, one of the weeks of the vacation that we take every year, um, the giving's going to come because we have said, we're going to make sure that, that it happens regularly and faithfully so that ministry can happen regularly and faithfully. So, Wow. Sorry, I just hit something, friends. Um, <laughs> so I guess I want to say a special um, thank you to those of you who um, have been giving so faithfully and regularly. And if and as we have this conversation about giving, if there's a little part of you going, man, I haven't been, I haven't been very regular in that, or, you know, I used to give and I haven't, or, you know, does my giving even really matter? I would just say to that, it certainly does. Yep. It certainly does. It makes a difference. Um and there's so many things, even that, even in my 
exhaustive email I wrote about how, how our giving, you know, I, I think that the title was why you're giving matters stuff you didn't know. And yep. so I listed some of those things. Um, it does make a difference. And, and I believe that it's, when we talk about following Jesus for our community, it, it's fueled, <laughs> speaking about the gas shortage, <laughs> it's fueled by your giving. Mm. So let's don't have a shortage. If, no, just kidding. <laughs> no, but thank you um, to those of y'all who do that. And for those who maybe will start because you hear this conversation and you realize how important mm-hmm. um, your giving can be. So, yeah. And God's got a lot of things that uh, he wants out of us as a church and out of each of us as Christ followers. Mm-hmm. He does. He and does. that's just, to me, uh, and I'm the bad one that I changed over cards and didn't fix it. <laughs> like, that's that's my bad. Like your like, like what you had set up to do? My debit card expired, uh-huh. and then I got a new one in the mail, yep. and I just put it off, put it off, put it off. Yeah. But to me, tithing... And I don't know if this was just the church I grew up in, but it was tithing is a um, act of discipline mm, in, yeah. in my faith. Yeah. And if I'm not doing it, I'm already being disobedient. Mm. Yeah, I've heard it mentioned as it is is another way that we worship. Yeah. And yeah. it's not we worship money. Right. And we're not worshiping that, but it's like our way of saying, God, and this is something that I will, will have prayed many times. It's like, God, everything that... I, that we have comes from you. There's nothing that we have attained or earned or anything that that we have that you didn't enable us to have, whether right. it's through our hard work, our intellect, our abilities, our gifts, whatever. What we have is a gift from you, and so why wouldn't I also want to share that back? Exactly. You know? yeah. So, um, yeah, I think that's really important. Do you do you guys do automated giving or do you just do you automated? Yeah. Yeah. So because I never take a checkbook. Who <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> um, I don't have cash. What's this cash you speak of? And then um, I always say I'll get by the card reader, and I never do. <laughs> so there you go. There you go. So, but yeah, thank you. Um, wow, we've we've covered a the wide gambit. range of things today. Yep. Did you just say gambit? Yeah. It's gamut. Is it? Yeah, yeah. It's not like the X-Men guy that throws the cards, Gambit? Is that his name? Yeah. No, I, no I'm pretty sure it's the Gamut, but now I want to look it up because it, it could be. So who's going to be right, friends? Is it Gamut or Gambit? Or is the B silent? Now that's possible. Yeah, no. All right. Gambit, like, so Netflix had a whole series called The Queen's Gambit. Yeah. And it was about this like prodigy girl that could just kill everyone in chess. Um, it is a device action or opening remark, typically one entailing a degree of risk that is calculated to gain an advantage. Oh, yeah. And that's a queen's gambit. It's a move in chess. So, and then the gamut, which I believe is G A M U T. It is. I, so, yeah, so. And what's the what's the uh, definition of that? Does it show it? Uh, refers to the full scope of something, the entire range of something. Gambit oh, also has a musical definition. Mm. That's another a complete scale of musical notes yep wow so 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 not only friends have we talked about shortages and panic and how as christians we shouldn't panic and how jesus 
prayed specifically for us when he prayed and how we should be mature believers and how it is an honor and a privilege to be able to give to the work of the church and how exciting our summer's going to be because there's something in the water. Now you have your vocabulary lesson for the day and the word for the day is gamut. G-A-M-U-T. You're welcome. You are very welcome. Josh says he planned it all. He nope. planned to do that. No, he did not. Yeah, but anyway. Hey, Porch Community, thanks for listening. Thanks for hanging with us. And if you enjoy it, share it and let us know you're listening. Let us know. Shout let out know. to Jessica Dillard because this week she listened to her first ever podcast. That's right. Thank you for remembering that. I was going to put that in my notes and I forgot. So, yep. so yeah. So um, thank you, Jessica. A lot of people are saying that this is the first podcast they listened to. Yeah. I listen to podcasts all the time. Yeah. I started doing it when uh when I was driving to Orlando for seminary. So yeah, that like, or books, like that, when that or audio. Books. I'm super excited when I have a two and a half hour drive to like yeah. a wedding or something, yeah. and I get to listen to a podcast. Yeah, I like, had a meeting Thursday that I was supposed to go to, but now I'm not because of the gas shortage. And I was like, oh man, I was going to listen to some stuff, but you know, it's not like I can't do it here. Yeah. But anyway, so if you like listening to it and and you enjoy going on our mini topic <laughs> adventure of today, like definite today, let us know. And if if you feel like we were on too many topics, <laughs> let us know. No, don't let me know that. I'll take it personally. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> again, we're 22 episodes in. We thought, we thought, may, hey, maybe at four or five we'll call it quits. But y'all hung in with us. Yep. And we appreciate it. Yep. It's been great. Stay with us. We love you guys. We'll see you soon. Yep. See you bye. See you bye. You've been listening to the 167 Podcast. Join us next time for more insights to inspire, challenge, and encourage to help you live into the remaining 167 hours of your week.